Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do we have anything else going on? Go, go with me to open your Bible, if you have your Bible with you. Uh, we've been speaking about spiritual disciplines. And like, I'd say, like I say before, there's great material, great books, great authors about this subject of spiritual disciplines. But let me tell you, as I study this, I mean, it's, it's been impacting my own life. Because now I have begun to do things that I, for some reason, I stopped doing, stopped doing them. Like reading more the Word, like confessing the Word of God, like meditating, like praying certain prayers. You know, so this whole, just bringing the topic to my own mind has been really helpful to me, and I hope it is for you. What's the goal? When we are saved, God made in us a new creature. Our spirit, so we are a spirit, soul, and body. When we receive Christ, our spirit man is made new. Second Corinthians 5 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he or she is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Our spirit becomes just like Jesus' spirit. Then we have our soul, which is our emotions, our thought process, our feelings, and then we have our physical body. Okay? So for us, for our soulish part of our life to be impacted by the Spirit, for this Spirit life to be manifested into the natural like Jesus did, we need to, what? We need to renew our mind. We need the renewal of our mind. Our minds are not made new. That's why people receive Christ and I still feel the pull to drink, or I still feel the urge to uh, gamble, or, or I still feel the urge to, to gossip, or I still feel the urge to smoke, or I still feel the urge to get high, whatever. But I just received the Lord. Yes, your spirit has been made new, but your soul part, your body, is still conformed to certain patterns. And that's why you still feel the urge to do certain things that you know now are not right. Are you following me? So what do we have to do? We have to renew our mind. And this is how, where the spiritual disciplines come from. The end goal is Christ-likeness. To be like Christ. Amen. I remember, and I, I, I'll share my own testimony. When I came to Christ... I needed to, I wanted, I want, I wanted healing, healing in, my, in my soul so bad. And I, this is what I thought. I'm just going to plunge my life into the life in Christ. So I grabbed Matthew 6.33. It says, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added. So I say, well, I guess I'm just going to live for Christ. So I needed to change things, and I needed to implement habits, disciplines, way of living, relationships. I had to change all of that in order to... I was just looking for healing, but when I start changing my habits, my relationships, everything started to change for me. Everything changed for me. So one of those disciplines that I use, and I told you before, is... Prayer and fasting, I found it randomly. 
But praise God, I found it. And then I realized my pals, my buddies, my friends, were always dragging me to do things that I was trying to run away from. So what do I have to do? I went to church. You wanna, do you want to be my friend? All bearded, bearded, old man, old looking for friends like in a playground. Why? Because blessed is the man who does not walk in the council of sinners, who doesn't hang out with, with, with scorchers, etc., etc. This is Psalm 1. So there's, a blessing, there's a blessing when you hang out with the right people. Oh, what am I saying? So I changed relationships. That was a discipline. That was a decision that I had to make. What's my point? My point is, folks, you have to make decisions in order to grow in God. Some things won't happen automatically. I wish they would, but they, they won't. Our growth in Christ, our Christ-likeness is a product of us submitting to God. So one of those disciplines we studied last week was generosity. Make sure that you are a love giver. And I only spoke about love. I didn't spoke about some of the things that we're going to speak today. Make sure that you're a love giver. You give love to someone. Purposely. Set your mind. Sit down. Make some coffee. And grab a piece of paper. I'm going to be loving to so and so. I don't know who you, need, who you want to be loving. And I'm going to purposely prove or show them love or kindness. That's one. And you will see as you practice that habit, you, you're going to grow in Christ-likeness. The second one that I want to speak today is service. Right? And now I'm getting into my sermon. Finally. Sorry about that. There's so many things I want to say. You ready for the word? Okay, 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4, verse 7. And Peter says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply. I think Peter was like, like, like the cell phone, was listening to my conversations. Because we were talking just about it. Above all things, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should, and this is my verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various, various forms. Romans 12. Romans 12. It says, it says, for the, this is verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of, of us has one body with many members, and these members do not, do not all have the same functions, so in Christ we, though, though many, Form one body, and each member belongs to all others. And then verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And he, he started laying the gift. But one, I found one coincidence in these two verses. And is that even though they were, they were wrote, wrote 
by different writers, they say one thing. They have one thing in common, and it's the grace that was given to us. When you receive Christ, you received gifts. Say it with me, gifts. Yes. Say it again, gifts. Yes. You received gifts, whether you have acknowledged it or not, there are gifts poured in your life. Now, how can we discover these gifts? If you're here and you know what kind of gift you hold, hallelujah, you, you are way ahead. But I still find people that they don't know what gift. And I'm not speaking about talents. I got one of my daughters, Lucia, she's super organized. That's a talent. That's not a gift. Why? Because the gifts are bestowed, are endowed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the administrator of gift. Now, one of the issues we have with the church in America is that the Holy Spirit, we, we have been taught not to trust the Holy Spirit. And I say this respectfully, but I'm angry about it. When you quench him, when you dismiss, when you belittle his involvement in the church, you teach the church not to trust him. And folks, that works to our disadvantage. It amazes me. If you have your Bibles, go to, to thank you, Holy Ghost. Go to Acts number one. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is liking this sermon. He's liking it. Acts number one, and I just want to lay the foundation, and we're going to speak about the service, because we have so many, I was telling one of you yesterday, hey, we have so many things to do, and, and really, we do. So in Acts number one, Acts chapter one, it says, in the former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that, all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, comma, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. Let me ask you something. Do you trust Jesus? You must trust the Holy Spirit there, then. If we trust Jesus, we must trust the Holy Spirit. Oh, because he's going to make me say, he's going to make me do weird things. He's going to make me say weird things. No, no, no. He's the Spirit of Christ. He loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. He wants your good, your benefit. He wants to empower you to accomplish things that no mere human, mere human can accomplish. But we need to open up our hearts to the Holy Spirit. And we always, I don't know about you, but I was brought to a place where the Holy Spirit was this little helper. Well, yeah, yeah, he lives in me and he, and he guides me, but we never, I was never taught to give him the preeminence he deserves. And you know what? I told you before, I tell you again. He, the Holy Spirit, is the commander of the church. He's the director of the church. He's not the, okay, church, you do whatever you want, church, and I'm going to be here to help you. No, he is leading the way. And if, if, you, if there's something is not going right in your life, it's because probably you're following the wrong leading. Because he's going to lead you to success. He's going to lead you to overcome 
the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts chapter 13, it says now, they, say, they were talking about the church in Antioch, Acts chapter 13. And in verse 2, they say, it says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And the apostles didn't say, ah, oh, Holy Spirit, we, have, we know better, Holy Spirit. No, you know what they did? They said, sir, yes, sir. Why am I speaking about him? Because I'm speaking about serving, service. And what does he have to do with service? Well, we are enabled to service through gifts. But the Holy Spirit is the administrator. He's the one who gives, he pours the gift in us. So it will be hard for us to recognize the gift if we don't acknowledge him as the gift giver. Are you following what I'm saying? Repeat after me. Holy Spirit. Once again, Holy Spirit. Fill my life. Pour yourself over me and take hold of my life. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to grow in a relationship with him. Folks, we need to grow in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? I was telling, I, I wrote this down. John 15. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I have a few minutes, but wait on me, please. This is important. This is important that, I, that we lay this. It's important that we have this conversation. Friends, it's important. God wants you to, succe to, su to, 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 to have success. He wants you to be successful. But there's a way to do things. His ways are higher than ours. John 15 I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, let me see. John 15. Yeah, yeah. John 15, quickly. It's important that we have this conversation. I'm sorry, John 14, and I'm closing this point with this. <coughs> John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you an, another advocate. To help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. This another advocate. If you, if you study the root word. It says is, I'm going to give you another of my same kind. He is not less powerful or more powerful. He is God himself. And, and, and Jesus went away. I won't be with you folks. But you know what? I'm going to pray to my father, and he's going to send another of my same kind to do and to be with you. Amen? The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Hallelujah. He's in me. Wow. In the beginning. I'm getting excited right now. Just, just to think about it blows my mind. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
And the Spirit moved upon the face of the water, and God said, Let it be light. And you know who brought light? The Holy Spirit. And he lives here? In this heart? In yours? Not your heart. There's where he lives. Hallelujah. That blows my mind. It's just a parenthesis. I'm just ministering to myself right now. So in John 15, I think I have it here. God says, yeah, it's John 15, verses 1 and, one and 5. He says, I, uh, let's find it quickly, quickly, quickly. I have a few minutes, but listen, I love you guys. I want to apologize this morning because we have to have this conversation. John 15, John 15, verses 1, and he says, uh, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus speaking. And it, and it reads, uh, ah, come on. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. And, and then he says in verse 5, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. But what, God is, what the Lord is telling his disciples and therefore telling us is, is that apart from him, there's nothing we can do. Okay, I, I have said a lot of things. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm speaking about a spiritual discipline of service. Write that down if you haven't already. So I'm, I want to lay it out service because I want you guys. Millie, I was telling my wife this morning, hey, we, 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 we were brought here just to help you. Look at me. We were brought you here to help you grow in your walk with God. This is not, I'm not building my church. I didn't give your life for you. God just anointed me and my wife to help you. Oh, the day that you guys grow bigger than we do, I'm going to say mission accomplished. Because that's what God brought us to. So you can outgrow us. Okay? I'm saying a lot of things, but the Holy Spirit is going to connect the dots. This church, friends, this is just a platform for you. This is just a platform. You know, there were so many guys in that men's gathering yesterday. I never, some of them I never, never seen before. And we did ministry outside these four walls in the Hensler's house. Yes, this is a place where they might grow in their walk with God. But this church is a platform for each one of you to do your ministry. And it has to do with service. Are you following what I'm saying? No. Now, listen to this. He is, the, he is the vine. I'm the branch. Separated from God. There's nothing I can do. That tells me that your life and mine is only going to grow if, if, if it has to do with God. I see, and I say this respectfully. I applaud you for being involved in all kinds of things here. 
But if church, listen to what I'm going to say. If church is not one of your activities, you're wasting your resources. Because for some of us or some people, church is the last of the things that I'm willing to be involved in. I commend you for doing things for your kids' grandkids. But even if the activities you do for them has not to do with God, you are wasting your resources. And look at my face, because when the Lord asks me for an account, I'm going to tell him, Lord, I told them in their faces. And I'm washing my hands. This is good preaching right here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, I'm telling you. What am I trying to say? And this is, I mean, I'm not trying to condemn anyone. This is not. I just want you to focus your decisions. Focus your life. What am I using my life for? I'm doing this for my child. Great. But will this help her, him grow in God? Because it's only one vine. There's only one vine. There's no many vines. Just one. And it has to do with God. So your growth in life has to do strictly with your connection to God and God's purposes and God's house. You're pretty serious right now, but that's okay. Put your shoe down. Hey, put your shoe down. I'm just a messenger. I was telling Trenton yesterday. Buddy, oh, the Lord is going to use you mightily. But never forget this, Trenton. You and I, we are just messengers. We are sent ones. That's all we are. We are not building our kingdom. We are not building our names. We are just building one name and one name only. And that's the name of Jesus. We are just bringing people to Christ. Hey, this is, hey, this is the way. This is the way. That's the way. You need help. Yeah. He's the one who can help you. I can only show you how to get there. But he's the one who's going to help you. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about serving God. But it's important that we lay our priorities in proper order. Amen. Are you receiving? Are you excited as I am? And you know, the word is described as a mirror. Where I can go and see myself. Is something wrong? Something wrong with me? A lot of white hair in my, my beard. So I corrected. So when I preach this, what God is laying before you is his word. So you can say, am I? You know, there's messages. I hear sermons all the time. And there's sermons. When I hear the sermons, I'm like, you're in the right track, Alan. Good for you. But I hear sermons when I'm like, oh, my God. I need to make adjustments. And that's, what God's, that's God's purpose. You're God's elect. Now, no one will snatch you from his hand. He loves you. No angels, depth, trials, tribulation, Romans 8, nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God. But he wants you to grow. And that's why he laid these kind of sermons. Amen. Are you happy now? Okay, I'm closing now. First, I'm closing. I want to invite you to serve the house of God.
Let me tell you my own story quickly. I have three minutes. That's the best decision I ever made. Pastor, what do you need? Uh, and of course, there's so much to do, folks. Uh, well, you know, we, have a, we, had, we, we were in a big church, so there was a lot of cars in the parking lot. And Cozumel is pretty hot. I'm not from Cozumel, but it's the same weather. Sunny and hot and humid. So and you and some other guys, on Sunday mornings, you'll bring your jeans, your tennis shoes, and you're going to go and, and kind of watch cars. And watch and watch that someone won't come in and just open a car and steal something. Because the church was massive. So here they were, watching cars. And I watched with every guy that I... Hallelujah. Every guy I did that ministry with, they are pastors, politicians... Inter- I mean, uh, business owners. God promotes. But that's, not, that's my point. Then, Pastor, what do you need? Uh, do you have your visa, Alan? Yes, I do. Uh, you know, I need an armor bearer. You know what an armor bearer is? Back in the days, kings will have someone to travel with them and help them. And so I'll say, I'll do that. That was a hard one to do. But here I was. My pastor was walking in front of me. And I came with the bags, the suitcases in the airport, helping the men. Go, go study your Bible. Go pray, Pastor, because you have to preach today. I'm going to take care of all these mundane things. What do you need? We need to clean the temple after the service. What do you need? Whatever you need. Uh, we have an outreach like a three hours away from here. And go in your car with your own resources and, and go and do something there. I, here I go. What am I t- trying to tell you? I decided to serve God's house as a service. And boy, I grew up. I grew up in love for God. Amen. I want to invite you to do the same. A lot of you, most of you already serve in this place, serve this house. How many of you consider this your church? Raise your hand. Let me ask you, are you doing something for your God in your church? Don't raise your hand. And it's not to condemn, but it's to invite. I want to invite you. I wrote some of these things. We have shepherding committee. We have a children's church. We have the men's breakfast. We have a prayer group. We have the peacers. We have the coming, um, upcoming, the, VB, the VBS. We have ladies' aid. We have the greeters. What else do we have that I didn't wrote? We have, we have so, call of worship. We have so many areas. Friends, that needs your involvement. Silence. A, a pastor told me, when you hear the cricket, it's because your, 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 your sermon is... <laughs> Closing with this, last and, and, and second and last. There's an invitation for you to serve. The house... Of the Lord. Yes, please go, 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 go for H F F A. Get involved in everything. I beg you, do it. We don't need monks. We need people involved in community. But get involved in your local church. Get involved in your local church. You are going to grow. You are going to profit from it.
Amen. I invite you, church. I encourage you. I love you. I, God wants the best for you. We are rooting for you. I want to give you an advice. Get involved in the life of your local church, and you will see growth in your own life. Are you excited? Just one. That, that's fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Emily has no choice. <laughs> she has it. I don't, I'm not condemning anyone. Listen, please. No, no, no. If, you're, if, you, if, you feel, if you leave this place feeling, man, I'm not doing enough, I, I, I fail as a, as a messenger. But if you leave this place thinking, you know what, let's participate. You know what, I'm going to get involved. You know what, I'm going to ask uh, Kathy, Pam, Sherry, uh, the elders, what can I do? And if, you are one of, and, and if you're one of those who are always here serving the house of God, I can, listen. Receive this from above. If you're one of them, because I know there's many here. But if you haven't done it, hey, the doors are open. In Jesus' name. You know what? I don't know how you feel, but I feel pretty good because I delivered. I know my God is saying, check, you did good, Alan. Father, we thank you. We praise you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your church. Thank you for, thank you for this local body. Thank you, Lord, that we are like a light on the light stand. But we won't be under the table. No, 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 no. We're going to move to the top so we can shine bright. I pray for every member of this church, and I ask you, Father, to set in their hearts a will, a desire, a desire, Lord, to identify a need in your house. Father, that they might be moved to serve and to participate actively in the life of the church. You're the, you're the vine, and we are the branches, Lord. And we don't want to be separated from you, Lord. We want to be connected to you, Lord. We want to serve you, Lord. We want to serve you. We want to advance your purpose, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Get ready for communion.